0: Universal Podcast, a universal podcast for grown-ups from the After Dark and Connect Network. There may be a few naughty words so it may not be suitable for kids. Enjoy the show!
1: Well, welcome to the first of uh, a new series of that universal podcast. I'm Nick and I'm joined by a, a, an unruly gang of misfits, as only we would do here on the After Dark Network. So uh, we'll go first to Mr. Craig Lucas. We are the champions, my friend. Oh, we've just muted him. Um, and we've also got P Doves Paul Washington. Good evening, good day, good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. Well, that's a beautiful podcast, you can be listening yep. to it at any time. Uh, we also have, of course, Mr. D. Hello
2: there, how are we doing? After Very good, thank you.
1: Is it still 2020? I
2: think oh, yes, I it is, its it wasn't going on too long. Oh my God, it's the longest, it. year,
1: longest year ever. Um, and we've also got Ryan. No...
0: That was
2: so odd, Papa Papa Ryan. Hello,
0: hello, (laughs) hey howdy, hey. See the man that hasn't recorded a podcast for a while. (laughs) Can I do this again?
1: Oh no! I mean, look, you know, Ryan is obviously very busy with podcasts, and um, he's he's recording plenty of podcasts. But he's normally recording more professional people than than us. Obviously, but it's it's all the characters I
3: do. That's the problem.
1: Yes. Well, in this in this current climate, let's not go too far into your impressions before we get pulled up on something. I'll just be myself
3: tonight, l- lads. Don't worry.
1: Superb. But um, but yes, this is that universal podcast, and let's explain what's gone on if you've not been paying attention. So, for about four years, we've been doing Universal Lost Dark. It was it was good. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, popular enough. Boston decided to step away we saw that as a chance to rebrand the podcast and so we have and this is that universal podcast uh that's point number one. Second point uh craig is allowed to swear in fact everybody's allowed to swear so for you guys that miss out on the fact that uh you know disney Parks and beyond is now more of a family-friendly show this is still going to be very much in the same same vein as it was before um but you know that, don't use that as an excuse to just go wild, Craig. That's that's all I'm gonna say. But just because
4: you can swear doesn't mean you have to swear.
1: There you go. Where let's get them all out
4: now, Craig. No, no, let's not get no, <laughs> no <he's laughs> if you remember what
1: Craig what, what letting Craig do that is like, let's let's not go back down that avenue.
4: No, no, let's let's just sit, Arnie.
1: Um third point. Uh Boston has stepped away, but we're hoping that she's gonna come back from time to time. Uh, She's very busy, we don't know, but there's been no fallout, so it's all good in that regard. No bad blood. Uh, Fourth point, and I think probably one of our critical ones, because it's something that got pointed out to us. Um, Not going to name names. We were asked if this new rebranding was a dig at anyone in particular. Uh, Short answer is no. Um, It was a joke between all of us.
4: It was a joke between all of us. Short dancer. I like the way you said that.
1: Well, it was. That that's how it came about. I okay. literally just kind of four, mentioned it. Well, I just mentioned in passing, you know, what about that universal podcast? As in, you know, if you listen to that universal podcast when you can't remember the name or something, you say that, don't you? So that's what it was. Um so you know, the person uh involved here probably knows that we've changed the name of it. We're not gonna give him any more mentions. That's all it is. But just to make sure his ego doesn't get any even more bigger, it wasn't a dig at him. It was just something funny. It just happens to tie in that way. Um, And I think that's it for housekeeping. Actually, no. There's going to be a new format here, right? We've got some segments. We've actually planned this show really well. When I say we've planned the show, really, what I mean is everybody else has planned the show. And I've been really lazy on it so we've got a very exciting segment with craig not that segment we're not there yet we've got a really exciting segment with craig where we're going to do a little game with some of the attractions um mr p dubs is going to be kind of running with the the hotel uh look at the hotels that we were doing on Universal Lost dark um and ryan is going to be our news hound and uh you know that means that you're gonna get some really good stuff rather than the crap that i normally come out with um so before sniffing get, the gutter for all the best news that's it ah oh, ryan ogilvy gutter sniffer <laughs> um but before we get into any of those segments of course would it be a podcast on this network if i didn't ask everybody what they're drinking now, I've already seen what Craig's drinking because we're on video tonight, but Craig, for the purposes of everybody listening at home or in their car, in the case of Todd, what are you drinking?
4: I am drinking, Mother Hubbard. Bud Zero. Mm-mm-mm, Mother Hubbard. So Even... how does
1: it compare? Because you were drinking
4: Budweiser
1: Prohibition, wasn't it called? Yeah. Yeah. And this is the replacement. Is it any different?
4: Um one was black and one was white,
1: just like ebony and ivory. Fine, that's good. Ryan, what are you drinking?
3: I've got water. I'm um, hardcore. Uh,
1: I just, I just bought a new Brita filter jug today, so I'm very much in love with water right now, um, oh. and you'll, you'll hear why in a second. Mr. D, what are you drinking? The gin is
4: in the glass. The ace is in the glass. Thank God, one of us is still a man.
2: And the tonic. It's just going in a little can of fever Tree. He says,
4: as, as he makes a lady drink.
1: Gene is not a lady drink. It's a he cool makes drink. a
4: lady drink. He makes a... It is. Another Side lady drink.
1: drink. <laughs> <laughs> P-dubs. Speaking of lady drinks, what are you drinking?
0: Uh, I'm drinking coffee. What? Oh, Jesus
1: Christ. Very cool. this at half past nine at night. What are you doing drinking coffee?
0: He's well, expecting a double header. Yeah, that was the plan. <laughs>
1: we might still get away with one, but you're I've,
0: I've got three drinks lined up for the, for the <laughs> other shows. <laughs> the, you know what?
1: This is when you know people are professional podcasters, right? Because they've already got their drinks lined up. My, my other one's in the fridge, but I'll show you for the purposes of, of the, the video. Um, I've got one of these, which I've got really into recently. This is... Uh, Mike's Hard Seltzer Black Cherry flavor. So it's it's become a big thing in America apparently. Um, Claw, what's it called? White Claw. White Claw. Yeah. So White Claw is like the the big dominant brand in America for this stuff, and they've just launched in the UK. Mike's was uh, Mike's was famous for hard lemonade. Um, so I suppose a bit like Alka pops, really. Um but knife. in the UK they've launched seltzer as well to kind of combat oh, really? against uh white white claw. And uh white claw is shit. Even though it's supposed to be like the big brand, it's it's awful. uh what do you Mike's it's an American alcoholic drink. Yeah, I know, but even so, but Mike's Mike's hard seltzer is the bomb to eat so
4: oh, oh. And, is this Karen's preferred drink, is it? It's 5% alcohol and 100 calories a can. So, so, yes, Craig. Mine's only 46 calories a can and no percent alcohol.
1: Who's well, the lady?
4: Thing,
1: what it tastes like, it tastes a little bit like when you buy flavoured water. Those big, those big bottles of, like, fizzy flavoured water. It tastes like that, but alcoholic. So, it's pretty good. So, chin-chin. <laughs>
3: After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com.
1: right now craig i'm going to start with you
4: thanks guys so basically we just thought we'd have a little um what were we calling it the universal cup the cup of the universe the, the championship whatever epic universe epic universe i like it
1: that'll be something right here for, for a while
4: so I put all of the attractions and rides into the random attraction generator, and there just happened to be 32 attractions. I can read them all out if you want me to, but I'm not going to. Um, the drawer has been made. The drawer is here. You can all see it there. Yep. Okay, that was randomly done on a random eater. So we've got 16 matchups, right, totally random. And basically, the rules are: we're going to very briefly touch on each attraction in the in the draw, um, and then we are going to vote on it. Not the listeners, just us. And there's five of us in the room here tonight, so there will be no hung parliament. However, if there is a hung parliament, then the host of the show gets the veto to put them through. That's me, by the way. That, that is certainly you, Nicholas. So, we're going to open up proceedings. Match one. Hagrid's Magical Bike Adventure, whatever it's called, versus Woody Woodpecker. <laughs> 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 totally right. random, people. Totally random. So, right. one
0: that we couldn't get on, <laughs> and one that we're not allowed on.
4: <laughs> well, I was no. going to ask that question,
1: actually, because... I've never tried to go on Woody Woodpecker. I've, I've in fact in every time I've I've been to Universal I've not been in that area at all. I've walked through it when I've been at Halloween Horror Nights but I've never gone there when it's been operating during the day. So I've got I've got no idea what this Woody Woodpecker coaster is even like.
4: Well, my experience of it was the Sunday I've been on it several times because we've got kids. But on the Sunday when you boys went to Star Wars, yep. Stuart tried to go and ride Hagrid's. Yep. So I was left on my own. So I got to ride everything in Universal Sunday morning. Just walk on. I went and rode Woody Woodpecker. I rode it on my own. Nobody else on it. She let me sit in the front, right? <laughs>
2: The front of the pecker. Yes. And I yeah. rode the peg, yeah.
4: as, we you le- I as I left the station, she went over to Tannoy. Please put your cell phone away. No video recording on this ride. <laughs> right?
1: It's just in case you hit somebody behind you.
4: Exactly. Yeah. So, for me personally, I've never had the privilege to ride the most overrated ride at Universal, which is Hagrid. Fuck off. Wow, hang on a second. Overrated. It's yeah. a roller coaster at best, right? With no. below average animatronics. They oh, look, hang on.
1: No, no, no. How can
4: you... Right. They look ropey. No. You can't, you've can't. you not been on it. It's, it's fattest. You can't ride on it if you're fat, right? So there's 80% of Americans out the equation. Even me as six or five could still get on Woody Woodpecker. I might struggle to get on Hagrid's. So for that reason, right, I'm gonna put Woody through. What? <laughs> no, it's fine. I can
1: I can already see how this segment's gonna go and it's fine. No, that's that's, that's, that's right. my
4: vote. That's my yeah, vote. Exactly. Yeah. Good. It's fine. Good. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Um guys, anyone else want to vote for, for Woody or Pekka or should we just go straight to the decision?
4: <laughs> has anyone else had has anyone else ridden Hagrid's so got experience yes. of it? Yes, I yes. have. Yes. Oh well, that's me fucked in.
2: <laughs> it is. You are. It is, and you are. <laughs> so, with a with a with a pecker that is a woody.
1: Right. So, Mister, I'll, I'll ask you first, Mister D. So, uh, how did you ride it? Was you on the bike? Or was you in the sidecar? I
2: was on the bike. I was at the back of the bike, though. I think. If I remember rightly. Is it? Is that right? Is it a two seater bike and a sidecar? Nice, or was one, that One on one. Is it okay? That one must have one. been because there was three of us. It was me, Heather, and Kerry. Uh, so I must have been on the bike behind. Then yeah, so I was on the bike. Mm-hmm. We only got to ride it once. We got lucky. Um, and, and
1: and what was your experience
2: of it? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I think it's the best ride in the park. Strong, I really enjoyed it. I mean, words. well, yeah. I mean, it's just it's clever. It's different. You know, it's a proper attraction as opposed to some of the screen-based attractions that Universal has put out and I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, The animatronics I thought were good. I mean, remember, you know, if you're watching it on a YouTube video, that isn't the same as actually riding it when they've gone past you, you know, and you're seeing it in motion.
1: Yeah, and the the other thing as well, I, I always feel this when you're watching a video is you know, you can slow it down, you can freeze frame it. When you're doing it yeah. and you are seeing it with your own eyes, it's, it's completely different. You know, it yeah. might look much better in real life or it might not, but it's going to be different to how it ever looks on a video. Yeah. So that, that's my kind of feeling on it. Um, as well, Ryan, uh, yourself sidecar bike.
3: I was on the sidecar. Okay. Um, I think it's a fantastic attraction. Seat of the lady. <laughs> it wasn't so my choice. Yeah, exactly. I, I went single rider because uh, at the time uh, Donna, we just found out Donna was pregnant. So we didn't want to risk going on a new coaster that neither of us experienced um, together. So I got put next to some a very nice uh, American lady who also hadn't been on it before. Uh, we had a great time. But um, I do think for $300 million they could have done a better job with the animatronics. Um, I will say, I will give Craig that. However, I do think it's, I probably would agree with Mr. D in that it's the best attraction um, on property at the minute. I think that the, the, there's a lot of surprises on, in there. Um, yeah. It far outweighed my expectations. And even though a couple of the animatronics are a bit dodgy, because you can see the supports, um, I think there are a couple that were that were still great, but so overall, it's an absolutely fantastic ride. But when you compare it to the cost of Everest, which yes, I know is a Disney coaster and is broken, but that cost a hundred million dollars. For two hundred million more, well, it is better, but it's also almost fifteen years. There's fifteen years difference. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it's incredible. It's definitely getting the vote over Woody. Um, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> But um, I still, yeah, a couple of the amateur ranks, I think, could have been better. Fair enough. I think, But it is fast. Um, is great.
1: Oh, I mean, well, I, I think of our group. So, obviously, although, Mr. D, you were part of that group, he was only part of the group for a day, really. Mm-hmm. Um, whilst me, P-Dubs and Craig were there for the weekend. I think of that group, I was the only one that actually attempted to queue for it. But I had a very unfortunate experience whilst queuing for it. So I didn't get to go on it. But I did see it go past me a lot. And it was incredibly quick, as as Ryan said. It did look uh, very spectacular. Um, and I, I can't wait to, you know, get on it at some point in the future. It's the the one thing I regretted that whole weekend was the fact I never did get a chance to to ride it. But it was not long after opening. You know, it was prone to breaking down. Um, the early morning queues were horrendous. They were going all the way almost to uh, the entry gates on on some days. So you know, I, I couldn't queue up for that long in that heat. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to going on it um, at, at some stage. So we'll we'll do the vote. So uh, Ryan, Hagrid, P Dubs, Hagrid, Craig,
2: Woody, and Mister Day. Mr. D. It's a sure.
1: Well, uh, I agree mean, Yeah, it's almost it's almost a clean sweep. Uh, four versus one. Um,
4: four so one. I'm just making a note. Okay. Hagrid's
1: is uh, through
2: with gets
4: through on a technicality. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: my vote. Yeah. yeah, the technicality being it's actually good. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but a year on, people are still waiting, and mm-hmm. it's still breaking down. So yeah. Next game, horror makeup show. Versus Fast and the Furious. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another great one.
1: This is shenanigans. This, this is, is shenanigans.
4: bonkers. Totally random. So again, I'm going to go first. Uh, I love both of these attractions for totally different reasons. Um, some of the best laughs you can have on property is in the horror makeup show. If you get a, a, a pair up on stage and the feeling up for it. And the audiences with them, you will be crying with laughter. And I think I was with Jews last year, where there was the little boy from um, the Make a Wish Foundation.
1: Yeah. Yes,
4: and it was also it was funny, but it was also quite emotional. So that was wonderful. Fast and the Furious for me, however, um, I've I really like this attraction. I don't come off a of feeling sick. Um, you go on it off pissed with the boys and you sit in the back row, which is the best row to view this ride. You have a really good time. And if you stop, if you take your theme park nerd hat off for a minute and stop pulling it to pieces with all the faults that it's got, it's actually quite an enjoyable experience.
2: Well, actually Craig, the, the back row of hybrids coaster is the best way to experience the Fast and Furious ride.
1: i love the way that craig craig admitted that um people are being too hard on it by picking it apart but then also concluded that it's got it's full of faults.
3: well incidentally incidentally as well fast and furious is the only attraction on property that i get off and feel sick so
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, different
4: reasons um for me, I'm going to put Horror Makeup Show through because it's. I think it's an opening day attraction.
1: It is, yeah.
4: It's going nowhere anytime soon. I think it's wonderful. I think Fast and Furious is on thin ice. I don't think it's got much life left in it. It's a massive cock-up and somebody should have been fired for it. But I still have a good time on it.
1: Just a, just a quick question, Mr. Lucas. Um mm-hmm. when you've done these rankings uh or, the, or these groupings, oh, did I you did. also include did you also include born in this?
4: Uh, no. Born was didn't exist.
1: Okay, cool. Just checking.
4: So Bourne, um, and it born's only in soft opening,
2: so
1: yeah. We'll talk about that in the news, I'm sure. Um Mr. Day, your your thoughts on uh, either attraction?
2: Yeah, so love the horror makeup show same as Craig I totally agree with what Craig said it's it's a real laugh it, it, every time we go we've got to see it um, and it's the same show but it's always a little bit different because you never know who's going to get up on stage and then different people play the part and they play it slightly differently so just 100% love the horror makeup show Fast and Furious we've only ridden it once and I'm always a bit I'm always a bit wary about making an opinion when I've only written something once. I mean, I did. It, I just did it a minute ago with Hagrid, but I'm pretty sure about that one. Um, everybody really slagged off. Um, we didn't get to read it until last year, last September. Um, so I hadn't watched any videos, I had no expectations. have not watched the movies to be fair. Um, but yeah, I just I, it just didn't do a lot for me. There were bits of it that I quite liked. Um, i didn't think it was absolutely awful but for a brand new theme park attraction i just thought it was a bit of a mess i thought it was cgi was terrible and it was just a bit all over the place i so just thought it was a wasted opportunity it should have been an easy one i mean the you know the the movies are fast paced there's cars you know there should have been it should have been a no brainer good ride but it it wasn't so for me it's really easy it's horror makeup show 100%
3: Brian? Yeah, I would I would agree. Horror, horror makeup show. I think Fast and Furious. I mean, Mr. D, Craig, they've they've explained it very well. I think you can go on it and enjoy it if you're drunk. If you're if you're not, it is well, it's it's a car crash. Um, to be honest. It's just shocking that this the graphics on it look worse than my PS2 did back, you know, twenty years ago. Um I think the acting in the pre show is beyond terrible. Um it, I, again, haven't seen the movies, so I will admit I don't feel... Well, I've seen a couple of the movies, but I don't feel a great deal of uh, attachment to any of the characters in in the attraction. But then, I think the same can be said for a lot of uh, rides at Universal. Certainly some of them that where I don't particularly like the franchises, but I think the, the attractions are great. Um, I think Universal should have put a, a coaster akin to Rock and Roller Coaster in that spot, and I think they would have absolutely smashed it, but I think they missed a, a huge opportunity in And took a cheap, cheaper option, and it just hasn't paid off. I think it will be gone within the next 10 years. And if it's not, it'll be because they haven't got the money to replace it, thanks to COVID.
0: Yeah, thank you, COVID. Uh, P Dubs. Now, I didn't think this would be particularly difficult from the reactions that we got before we went last year. But I am going to say I quite enjoyed the Fast and the Furious ride. Not that it was great, don't get me wrong. It was there's problems with it, but my only experience of it was at HHN and we had a good time on it. Saying that, the horror makeup show is three times the attraction. Uh one of the first attractions I ever did at Universal, um, because it's quite early on in the park. Um and again our experience last year was great in it. Really enjoyed last year's uh, with two great hosts. Um one of which we already knew before we went in, um but were surprised to find that it was her when we were there um and just a really good pairing. they obviously worked together quite a lot, having now followed them on instagram and and things like that and it was a really great show um and as I said it's one that I hold quite close to my heart anyway um loving the the universal horror side of things anyway um so yeah there's a there's only one attraction that the vote can go to. And that's the, the horror makeup show. Yeah.
1: Uh I mean I I think I think me and Craig are probably the only people that like um the Fast and Furious franchise. I love it. Yeah. I, I think you've watched all the films, haven't you? Have you seen a lot? Did you see a spin-off? Did you see um Hobbs and Shaw?
4: I haven't seen that and I haven't seen the last Fast and the Furious film. Okay. I had Fast Fatigue.
1: Fast Fatigue. Um, I mean, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I really do enjoy the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, They are what they are. Just completely brainless popcorn fun. Um, You know, it's a guaranteed good time. As P-Dub said, you know, we went on it half cut. Um, It was a bit of a party atmosphere and it really made up for it. Had I gone on that attraction at 10 o'clock in the morning, um, not like that, it probably would have been awful. Um, So it is such a missed opportunity i mean they've taken a part of the tram tour from the hollywood tour and turned it into an actual attraction um they should have done something new i've been mean, from a, from a fan of the franchise point of view the actual storyline in the attraction itself i think is from fast six we're about to get fast nine next year so it was already well out of date with some of the goodies now being bad guys and vice versa so the whole thing was was ridiculous to me. Uh, I, I think Ryan said it best. They could have put a, in a nice speedy coaster in there. It would have done the franchise a world of good. This attraction doesn't. Um, horror makeup show. It's got to be. Um, we saw it with Summer and and Robin last year, and they were both fantastic. I've never gone and seen that show, and and had a bad experience. No matter who the pairings are, they've always been good and entertaining. Um, they're allowed to riff, so even though it's scripted, they do go, up, go off whenever we see it, and that always makes it a fun experience. And the the interesting thing as well with, with this show, compared to a lot of shows you see at theme parks, is that it's one that I feel compelled to go and see every single trip, whilst your Indiana Jones stunt show, your Lights, Motors, Action, um, even T2, um, when that was there, I never felt that I needed to see them every time I was there. If I got around to see them, great. But even though the horror makeup show has pretty much not changed, I, you know, it, I mean, it has changed since opening, but not dramatically. Um, I just think it's wonderful. So absolutely, uh, horror makeup show, a five nil victory for the horror makeup show and well deserved in my opinion.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm so yeah. we're we're doing four matches so this is match three we're doing four matches a show so the next one Storm Force Ele- uh, what's it called Accelerator Accelerator that's Accelerator Accelerator yeah. okay. that's the word yeah Accelerator versus ET <laughs> <laughs> dog shit versus cat shit
1: uh, I'll I'll just start this off by saying that I've never been on Storm.
0: No, neither have I.
1: I've just never, ever had the urge. Even when there's been zero wait time, I've never thought I need to go on that attraction.
4: Right, well, I've been on it several times with the girls because this is one of them. It's obviously just the teacups, Mad Hatter's teacups. So it's a sit in a cup, get spun around, and scream if you want to go faster. The girls nearly make me throw up. I come off it dizzy, nauseous, and then we go on the hulk. Um <laughs> so I haven't read it for probably probably twenty fifteen was the last time. It's always a walk on, there's never a queue. Um but ET is ET, iconic, it's shit but brilliant. You know, last year, I went on it with the whole family. All 17 of us went on it. And um, when we come off, we sat in the, the cupboard and had photographs with E.T. And we rode on the E.T. bike and had photographs. Just fantastic. We just had a laugh on it. And then we've every time we've ridden it, Nick, we've had a laugh.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a ride of two halves, right? I mean, the animatronics are awful in it in the first half especially, um, you know, most of the effects look a little bit ropey. Um, but there is something quite charming about it. Mm. The second half of the ride, when you go to E.T.'s home planet is just complete and utter dross. It is awful. Um, you know, unless
0: you're on Day.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just like universals or Steven Spielberg presents. It's a small world in space. That's essentially what it is. Um, But there's, you know what, I love the ride queue. I love the fact that you feel like you're walking through a forest as you get into the queue. It's just, there's just things to like about it. It's not up there with the greats, but it is an opening day attraction. It's still there. And that's testament to it, I think. So... Yeah, I've always come off with a smile on my face. Um, normally because I've been ripping the piss out of the second half of the attraction. But it doesn't matter, right? If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. So
4: it's all good. I think if if I give the vote over to my girls, they'd say Storm Force because neither of them will watch E. T. so they don't know what it's about. They're not interested. Why would I watch E. T.? Because they know it's sad and they know some bad shit goes down. Um, so I'm gonna put Storm Force through.
1: Okay, well I'm you know, just to finish off what I was saying, at uh, ET, easy win for me on on that one. Um Mr. D, what about yourself?
2: Yeah, um Stormforce, I've been on it, I think. Um I don't I don't do spinny things, so about the only thing I don't do, because it makes me feel ill. But if you take that to one side, that's just me. Stormforce is just a box standard raid. Um it's not it's not like anything clever or imaginative. So, ET definitely is imaginative. Yep, it's dated. And I totally agree. The second half is just like psychedelic madness. But um, the fact that you can give them a little card and say a rude name and it gets spoke back to you at the end is, is like an added bonus. Uh, so, it's got to be ET for me. What so, P dabs?
0: For me, um, but despite the fact that I'm a massive Marvel fan, um, Marvel Superhero Island is kind of overshadowed by two massive attractions. So the two at the back of the land, as you say, Stormforce, Accelotron and, and Doctor Doom, just get about, forgotten about, in, in my opinion. I've never been on Stormforce. I don't intend to. As you say, it's a poor man's version of teacups at Disney. Um Whereas E.T. is probably one of the reasons why Universal Studios exists. Um, if Steven Spielberg hadn't been around making those films, I don't know whether we'd have a theme park. So for that, it has to be E.T.
1: Yeah, and just just a quick side note before we go to R on that. Um, and P-Dubs, you'll know this, that um, E.T. obviously got taken out of Hollywood to be replaced with The Mummy. Yeah. And I've not been on the Hollywood version of The Mummy because I've not been to Hollywood. Um, but I've seen videos and it is a really different attraction uh, compared to Florida because of the, the show building that it had to be built in. So I always say that's quite funny. And of course, that's the reason why we still have E.T. in Florida was because Steven Spielberg was not happy with Universal doing it. And um, yeah, that's why E.T. is not going anywhere during Mr. Spielberg's lifetime, in my opinion. But Ryan, I know you've been very vocal about E.T. before. We've had, Episodes dedicated to it. So, where do you go on this
3: vote? I can't believe I'm going to put ET through, is what I'm saying. But <laughs> <laughs> Storm Force, I think, does X Men a great shame um, and a great disservice. I think the X Men are, well, they've still not really had a fantastic movie presence. I think there's been movies that have been okay. Hopefully, now that Disney have got their hands on that, they'll have a decent presence. In, cinema but i think certainly for superhero island islands of adventure i mean it's just terrible it's a terrible terrible attraction for one of the greatest team-ups in comic book history and i think as much as et has aged terribly and the second half is well you you have to either be drunk or on acid to enjoy it i think in terms of the first half and the queue area what a bit of fan love to the movie that is and i think for that reason i could not put Stormforce ahead of it, so it's going through. Superb. In the words of Jürgen Clock, boom. So, the
4: last matchup for this episode hmm. minions versus men in black. Oh,
0: this is probably the most difficult one of the four. Oh no, without
1: a shadow. I think it is um, two very different attractions, both with issues, I'd, I'd argue. Um, for me, I think the decision is a bit easier now because obviously, when it first opened, Despicable Me, it's called Minions of Mayhem, isn't it? Despicable yeah. Me, Minions yeah. Mayhem. Um, I mean, first of all, I think. The, the way they've done the building is great. It looks like the house from the film. I think that's very clever. I like the the walkthrough uh, in the, you know, the entrance in, in the waiting room. I think that's really well done. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong necessarily with, uh, you know, the attraction to put in there because obviously they need to make it quite kiddie friendly. But what they did do is they took the 3D away and we did it last year um, in its new version with the 3D gone and it just makes it a really lame attraction in my, in my opinion I think when you go on an attraction and you can see it was designed for 3D because of things that come flying out towards you but it's not in 3D it makes it look lame I think the animation in it is ropey if I'm honest Though the, the animation is not the same as the film it's been a bit done on the cheap as if it was like some Netflix spinoff. Um, and I don't think that the attraction, therefore, does justice to the franchise. And even though I'm not a massive Men in Black fan in terms of the, uh, the film franchise, I think it's okay. Some of the films have been all right. Um, I, I think that the attraction itself is more fun than going on the Minions. So for me, I would go for uh, Men in Black, Ryan, what about yourself?
3: I would agree. I think Men in Black. Um, I don't think, I mean, that that building just seems to be chucking a movie um, on whatever's relevant at the time. I enjoyed it when it was, when, when we had like Fairly Old Parents, SpongeBob, um, less so Jimmy Neutron. I know it was part of the same attraction at the time. And before that, you know, going back to, you know, your classic like Scooby-Doo and stuff. But for me, Minions has become a, that kind of franchise that they've just they just rinsed a bit too much, and I think because they've done that in the movies, I've kind of had less love of the attraction over the last few years. Men in Black—it needs an update. It's—it's it's tired. It—you know—it is a bit messy, but I'm so happy that for, for the most part they skip the intro tour where you pretend like you're in that. Oh, uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, where you're going on a walking tour of learning about. The universe and it's just awful and badly acted. And for the most part, they skip that now. I still think it's a fun ride, so I think it wins for me. P. Dubs. So i would not been on either
0: of these until we went on our trip last year. So millions wasn't there the last time I went, or it only just opened and the queues were ridiculous. And uh, Men in Black, because we had a little one, we didn't didn't go on it. Um, Well, Millions is good. I don't mind the films. Um, There's some funny bits in them. I didn't think much of the attraction. It's all right. It's a good time waster. If it's a short queue, you can go in and and take part in the attraction. Nothing, I I wouldn't queue for more than 10, 15 minutes for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Men in Black, I thought we had a great time when we went on it and that early early morning we got to go round a couple of times they just sent it straight through didn't even have to queue the second time they just went I'll oh, just go go around and get back on it's, it's fine I had a really good time on it um, despite the fact that I was absolutely shocking on it um,
1: Dodgy yeah. guns mate
0: Yeah really enjoyed, enjoyed the ride and I, I love the building I think it's a great nod to the World's Fair um, so I really like that so yeah Men in Black for me
1: yeah, I will agree. Like the sets and stuff inside it are great. You know, you feel like you're on the streets. Yeah. There's some nice, at least eggs eggs in there, like uh, Steven Spielberg's head and stuff. You know, it's yeah. it's got some charm there, even though it is a bit uh, dated. Uh, Mister D, what about yourself?
2: Yeah, I think you guys have have pretty much said everything I would say about both of the Rise Minions is okay. It's a fun ride. I haven't been on it since they took away the 3D, but it does seem like a shame because 3d was was a bit of fun um so I thought minions was was fine it was okay a bit like p dabs wouldn't probably wouldn't queue for more than fifteen 20 minutes for it um but men back is is a really good attraction yeah it's a bit dated but the building and the theme theme of the ride is really good um, I think what well, the fairly minor update you know some fairly minor update so it, it could be it could be improved, uh, and the thing is, it's uh, because it's competitive. Um, it just adds a bit of fun, and every time it's different again because you don't know what you're going to score, and you're playing against other people in your family or your group. Um, so it, it's got a re-raidability factor. Um, so yeah, it's it's men and black for me. Yeah,
1: and also the fact that because the track obviously is there's two tracks. Um, you can get a different experience even though you're doing you know, the same attraction, you're seeing it in a different way so there's things you won't see um, on one track that you'll see on the other so I suppose that adds another element to it. Uh, and Craig over to you uh,
4: Minions was an acceptable ride you know, it's the first ride you hit when you walk in the park so it can quickly be a two hour queue and if you didn't have the express pass, you could have justified it maybe when it was 3D just about get away with it Uh, there was one year with me and Stuart where we got in our seats got strapped in and then the 3D broke and they left us in the seats for 30 minutes while they reset everything oh my god and the and people were Americans were standing up and screaming, "Let me out! Let me out!" And he wouldn't let them out because they were going through the process. And blah 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 blah. Um, and I wonder why, if that's maybe why the three D ultimately went. You know, maybe it was a hardware issue. I don't know. I, I, I don't, well,
1: I mean, Shrek is just across the road, and that's been three D since they dot.
4: Yeah, but maybe they can still get parts of that one. I don't know. You know, it just something. I don't know, but anyway, Men in Black, um, phenomenal ride, dated yes, Um, you always know the red button's there, you always think you're going to let your kids press the red button and ultimately win, but you always press it anyway and crush them. Um, Other podcasts have leagues for Men in Black scores and Twitter people have leagues for Men in Black scores, there's a whole community builds around that ride so it's got to be men in black
1: i not wait till uh universal announce they're going to replace men in black with um maybe a second jason Bourne attraction and watch uh universal twitter just uh lose its goddamn mind about it but uh yeah i, I really think it's a shame that the the last film was so bad that men in black international because they Could have used that had that been successful as a way of you know possibly rebranding that attraction a little bit, re theming it, but um, yeah, no way in hell that's going to happen now. But
4: uh, it's, I, th- I think it's quite hard how, how you do re theme it because it's aliens and it's men in black,
1: yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those films, isn't it, where it's not actually a universal property, it's uh, Sony, I think, yeah. yeah. So But but the thing is, I I can't think of a universal property that would work in the same setting. You know, you wouldn't want the ride to change all that much. But, um, you know, what other universal films could you have, uh, you know, that have a similar kind of story where you've got to, you know, shoot things?
3: You could shoot the characters Uh, of Fast and Furious.
1: There you go. Maybe that's what they should have done instead. Um, But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, it looks like another clean sweep there, Craig.
4: Yeah, 5-0. So that concludes this week's, or this month's, four rounds. Excellent. So thank you, guys.
1: What we'll do is, although obviously uh, this is something we're doing, I'll get Craig to put the the brackets on the Facebook group and you can leave your comments there as to what you would have done Um I'll be surprised if there's much different to what we said, to be honest, on, on these lineups, but you never know. It'd be interesting to find out.
0: Hello, this is Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel. Interested in a Universal vacation? I can help you find the best deal for your family. There are tons of options at Universal, and I can help you choose the best ones and help build an itinerary to help you maximize your time there. I make the plans and you make the memories. Contact me at Wendy Prater
4: at travel.com.
1: Right, Ryan, I'm now going to come to you. What news have you got for us this week?
3: Well, the first thing I'm going to start, I'm going to give you the, uh, the classic shit sandwich. Um, and the first thing that I'm going to talk about is the newborn stuntacular which has been kind of soft, in soft open for a while. The official opening date is 30th of June. So it may already be open by the time this episode goes out. Uh, uh,
1: this this episode will be going out the day that it's opened. There yes. you go.
3: It's open. Uh, put, put your masks on <laughs> and go and visit the attraction. <laughs> so, yeah, early reactions to the show have been astounding. And it's been really positive to see, I think, the reactions to a show that I think nobody was particularly looking forward to. Um, obviously with COVID as well, we've not had a great deal of press. I mean, that's kind of traditional with Universal Attractions anyway, but the reactions have been incredible. And I think, um, you know, I've got a quote here from the producer of the Bourne franchise who said, uh, it was so rewarding to work closely with the Universal Orlando team to create an experience that is authentic to the Bourne films. After watching the show several times and providing the team with creative input, I can truly say the Bourne Stuntacular not only stays true to the essence of the films, but also delivers next level action that will make guests feel like they are by Jason Bourne's side. So yeah, 30th of June today, if you're listening uh, as this episode goes out, the attraction is open and it's, it's great to see an attraction being launched in the middle of a pandemic because almost everything else has been Um, delayed until either later this year or into next
1: yeah i mean i think if um if people want to go back through the archive of universe last dark i think you'll find that i actually thought um it could work um but yeah the general opinion was it wasn't going to be very uh feasible how they were going to do it and i mean the one thing that i remember definitely saying is the fact that the franchise was kind of dead Um, Jason, I think the last film which was called Jason Bourne, I think came out 2014 ish, something like that, maybe 2015. So, by the time this has come out, you know, there's been no new films. Um, there was a spin off, I think, a TV spin off
0: recently, yeah,
1: Yeah, which got got cancelled after after a year, yep. So, you know, that as well. Um, but you know, Terminator 2, that, that film was already a few, about four years old by the time that the attraction opened originally. And that's had a very dodgy history in terms of uh, trying to continue that franchise. So I think maybe if you just put a decent attraction in there, then that's all you need. And um, according to Universal's Twitter, I did see, they're actually going to be releasing uh, video from the, the show today. I haven't said exactly how much. There's going to be some behind-the-scenes stuff, definitely. But it did say that they're going to put the show out there for people to see. Um, Now, obviously, in the soft opening, there has been some video that's been released when they were told, you you know, under no circumstances, are you filming this? Um, Some people got into a bit of trouble about it. We're not going to discuss that here. Um, But I obviously am not going to be going to see that anytime soon. So I didn't mind uh, looking at some of the video that we've been put out there and yeah, what I've seen so far blew me away in terms of what they'd actually been able to do. So I'm, I'm really excited for it actually.
3: Really? Yeah, Yeah, I think that's great.
4: I am. I'm excited. Looking forward to, to getting in there eventually.
1: Yes, yeah, so that is it, isn't it? It's eventually. Whenever we can get back over whenever we're allowed out of the country again, I suppose. Um Mr. Day, anything from you on that?
2: No, I mean looking forward to seeing it. I like the one movies. Um certainly the first three for sure. Uh so like you say feedback's been good, that's always a good sign. The early feedback is positive. So definitely um uh, sad to see ago because that was a that was a pretty good show, but it was dated so Good to see them uh, updating that, and looking forward to seeing it whenever we get there.
3: Yeah.
1: Cool. Okay, Ryan, what we got next?
3: A uh, couple of bits of uh, l- less than good news. Uh, starting off in um, Japan with the the pause on Super Nintendo World. Now it's looking almost done, um, but their hope was to open that just before the Olympics in Tokyo. I think it's about a three hour. Also, three, four hour train journey from um, Universal to Tokyo or vice versa. So they would have got quite a lot of footfall from the Olympics. Obviously, the Olympics has been pushed to next year, if we're lucky. Um, and I think Universal are either planning on opening Super Nintendo World later this year, or they may push back to next kind of spring, summer. They haven't said which of those they're, they're going to go with yet, but it's definitely been delayed. Um, it would have been open by now but it is looking almost finished. I think it looks fantastic as well. Um, it's a real shame that Epic Universe has been put on pause indefinitely um, because I think Super Nintendo World in Orlando was going to be the thing that really brought Universal up to being able to compete with Disney for for um, business. And Harry Potter has done a great job, but I think Nintendo has got such a, a universal, no pun intended, family appeal um, that I think, Disney would have struggled to to compete with had they got it right. Um, So it's a shame all round, but at least it's going to be opening in Japan in the near future. And as soon as it's safe to do so, I'll definitely be heading over there to check it out.
1: Well, I mean, the difference obviously is Mario has not been on Twitter slagging off or being transphobic uh, to people. So that's, that's also a positive from Universal going forward. Um, Looking at the, the aerial footage of Super Nintendo Land in Tokyo, it it looks smaller than I expected it to. Like the actual yes. footprint of it does look quite small. In, I like, when, you, when you compare it to like a Galaxy's Edge or something, um, which I, I mean, I've not seen an aerial shot of Galaxy's Edge, so I can't uh, tell you exactly how different it is. But certainly when I saw it, I was surprised by it. The the compact nature of it. Do we know how many attractions it's got? Because I could definitely see two, but I, I think thought there might be three.
3: I think they, I think they've got um, Mario Kart attraction and a Yoshi coaster. I want to say, right? I think.
1: Okay,
3: and I'm pretty sure Epic Universe was going to get at least three because they were going to get Mario Kart and a Donkey Kong attraction, and I think there was going to be room for like a Pokemon expansion. There was loads of stuff going into Epic Universe, but yeah who knows what what's happening now
1: yeah uh but no i mean what i've seen of it does look good they they seem to have recreated the world really well um you know in the same way that you know the best work that both disney and universal have done is when they've taken a property like a potter or an avatar and really gone to town making it look like the world that it is and uh you know this is this is definitely no exception to what i've seen uh, so far, um, anyone else got anything to add to that? No,
4: no? totally underwhelmed by the whole thing. Excellent. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> well, I the boring Pants. No, I mean, just you look at the how busy Harry Potter was when that opened, and it it's uncomfortable when you think back. It was uncomfortable. This is going to be next level. I just can't be asked. Yeah, I can,
1: I I can, I suppose I can see what you mean. Yeah. In this post-cold world. It is going to be crazy. Yeah. Especially in Japan as well. Yeah. You know, that's the thing.
3: Cool. Um, So, yeah, a couple more things. Um, One thing I want to touch on quickly um, is that Universal sadly made quite a few. People, um, well, they, they they fired, not fired, I guess, made redundant. Quite a few people um, over the last week or so. Looks like mostly in um, management jobs rather than people that actually deal with guests. So people in um, marketing, uh, human res- uh, resources, uh, people that. In, where else am I seeing this? A uh, marketing events. Uh, operations management, and Universal Creative. No surprise on the latter, given that Epic Universe has been paused. I'm assuming a lot of that team has now been disbanded for the time being. But yeah, it's sad to see. Um, obviously, there was a huge project underway with that theme park, and I, you can almost bet that most of that team's now been disbanded.
1: Yeah, it, it is a shame. It's a shame when anyone loses their jobs, obviously. Um, but especially in this instance where you know, we were just about to start seeing construction on a brand new gate, um, one that we didn't know a lot about, lots of speculation, lots of rumours, knew it was going to end up being really exciting. And now we're kind of left with, is it going to happen? And if it does happen, when's it going to happen more importantly? Um, laying off those people, it just goes to show that it's it's definitely... You know, if there was anyone questioning question whether it was going to be delayed or not, it, it's going to be delayed. Yeah. Another way around
3: it. Yeah, definitely. And then, and then, just to relate things back um, to Halloween Horror Nights, which obviously we still haven't got an announcement on a first house. We are usually beyond that point now. Um, according to a couple of sources, they've already cancelled scare actor dining. I mean, that's that's not really a surprise to anyone. Um, you know, Disney and Universal were already binned off um character meet and greets anyway from a from a close proximity so it's not a surprise to see scare acts the dining being cancelled but with florida's cases going through the roof over the last week or so you probably i've got my money on really the team at universal really considering whether halloween horror nights is worth the risk of running this year um, and whether they're going to go ahead with it or not i think at this point if the cases continue i say eight and a half to nine thousand plus a day I think, personally, it would be quite irresponsible of them to do it. But, I mean, obviously, we're still a couple of months away from the event actually starting, so who knows?
2: Well, there's a couple of yeah. other things. I don't know. They've, you know, they've, um, they haven't they have been hitting the, even the reduced capacities for the daytime part, so it must cost more money to lay on on Halloween Horror Nights. So it, mm-hmm. it would look like they wouldn't, it wouldn't be a good investment um and then obviously they've uh for at least for now told the ballast to stop selling alcohol. So again, if that's still in place or if people think that might still be in place for Halloween Horror Nights, that's a big part of the attraction of Halloween Horror Nights, isn't it?
4: Yeah, massive. Listening to um Halloween half hour uh from Chris and Amanda today while I was cooking tea, um one of Chris's Contacts or whatever has walked through the Beetlejuice house and says it's absolutely on blob, it's fantastic. It's it does a lot of nods to the films and then oh, the film, sorry, and then a lot of nods to the cartoon. Wow! So it's there, it's just whether they push that button and, and fire it. I think they've got to get to a certain point where. You've got to, because they're, they're still interviewing people. They're still taking on actors. Um Chris shared some footage of them testing uh, the nighttime uh, show thing projection show.
1: It, it was last year's, wasn't it? It wasn't. It wasn't new. It was no, um,
4: but they're still tested. They're still oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two o'clock in the morning or whatever. Yeah. You know, so. They've still got to be seen to be moving forward, although there's been no announcements. We're sort of expecting one this week, is it a rumor?
1: There is, there is a rumor that it's going to be because they've been filming something. Be, they've been filming of a an ad. Well, it's described as an advert, but I don't know whether that was going to be an advert or, or an announcement. It, it's not clear yet as to what it is. We're um, so
4: sorry. The parks won't be open for Halloween Horror Nights
3: this year. We'll see you next year. That's well, what it might be
1: that's 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 the thing right that's
3: been rumored that yeah jack will feature in the in the ad and basically say it's gonna be bigger and better than next year see so you then it, I mean it
1: could be a little bit like the um, I, I hate mentioning him but it could be a bit like the Boris Johnson situation with brexit where he had pre-prepared a remain and a leave article for the newspaper and he chose the one which he thought was going to be uh most successful based on polling which was the leave and that's the one he published and that's the one that he obviously uh uh campaigned for um when we were doing that vote a few years ago and i wonder if universal's done something similar where they've got a it's going ahead announcement and actually it's not going to go ahead i wonder you know i don't know but i i can see one or two situations here either one, they just turn around and go, because of the current situation, because of the, um, the ban, the travel ban, um, I mean, from a UK point of view, and I know it's obviously not a UK-centric event, but a lot of people do go over to it, um, some of the airlines have now said they're not going to be flying to Orlando to at least November because of the restrictions.
2: Um, two, two of you have cancelled all through to December. Yeah. Through till
1: December. Uh, December, is it? Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So two of you have done that. Um, obviously, Virgin BA, um, they're, they're changing their mind almost on a weekly basis about um, when they're going to restart. They've now pretty much said they're not going to be flying in September. Um, so, you know, there's going to be a lot of people that would travelling to the event that won't be able to there's a lot of people in america that won't be allowed to travel to the event because of quarantine reasons as well so it's going to be very much a local event so uh, either they they bin it off completely and they put an announcement out saying we're we'll back next year which is you know a likely scenario or another thing which they might do possibly is they might run a, a low a scale down event this year and run those same houses next year at a bigger event.
3: I think to be honest that would be quite likely either way because they've It they cost them you know it's not cheap to run and build these houses. No. If you know 10% of the normal crowds are going to be able to see it this year why would you not just keep them for next year? I mean it would be bonkers not to.
1: Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's that's what I think. So, you know, they might still announce the event it'll just be a much smaller one this year and it will be you know you know proper halloween horror nights 30 version 2.0 or whatever next year will be the main one um and possibly the same houses but we'll see
4: touching on what mr d's just said though as well about the parks and capacity and all that all the vloggers that you watch the parks are pretty empty you've got to wonder is this costing them money are they They've got to be losing money on a daily yeah, basis.
1: That's, that's what he said, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. That's exactly it. You've um, got to
0: assume most of those people that are in those parks have got annual
4: passes. So yeah, where so
1: they're not even paying for it.
4: Where are they yeah. making their money at the moment? You know, because they've they furloughed staff, and then they've had to bring staff back to get them working and stuff like that. So they're having to pay them the wages. And it just doesn't look like there's the capacity there to be covering costs.
2: Well, they are, they are reducing staff, though, aren't they? they've said that they're gonna they're gonna restructure them there
1: i mean theme parts make their money on food and drink don't they uh they've just banned alcohol which is a good money spinner for them and you know i don't know how much food they're selling right now
3: but... well it is five hundred dollars for a single voodoo donut now so <laughs> ah but that explains it that explains it yeah yeah um but I promised I'd end on a high, and according to a large Twitter poll, people viewed Universal's opening um, much better than SeaWorld's. But to be honest, you could send <laughs> 500 COVID patients in, into Universal coughing, and it would still be better than SeaWorld. So <laughs> yeah. our opening has been absolutely horrific. I think Universal has done pretty pretty well, to be honest, and I've got no doubt that Disney will, will follow exactly what Universal have been doing, because... As far as I can see it, for the most part, they, they've done really well. Well, the, the bush gardens was, was atrocious as well, from what I've seen. So yeah. the,
4: the thing to do is you put a mask on, you go through security. Then the first thing you do is you go and buy a bud. And then you walk around with that bottle of board for eight hours. Because you've got a drink, you don't have to wear your mask. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? And then people were taking the masks off to ride the rides, roller coasters. Just, I, I know Universal are enforcing the, and they're enforcing the nose rule as well. So, yeah. top kudos to Universal.
1: Yeah, there were there were some reports after opening that people weren't adhering to the rules at Universal, but it does seem that they've nipped that in the bud now. They have started cracking down on that a bit more. Um And let's be honest, they've, they've got to, because... You know, we talked about the fact that the, the cases have been going up dramatically. Um, I think, and I mean, I don't know, we're in the UK, right? So we get the information from, you know, news sites, internet or whatever. And people call it biased or uh, fake news or, or whatever. Um, but it does make you wonder if the what they thought was the, the first wave in, in Florida actually was a first wave because obviously it's really really starting to spike now um and you know the the uh, the mayor there is insisting that you know they're not gonna go back to lockdown situations and, and things are going to be able to r- remain pretty much ease. they've obviously closed down bars and stuff like that they've closed some places but they don't want to do a full lockdown again um and you know universal are obviously being a theme park a, a big contributor to you know being somewhere where lots of people gather so they have got to be very very strict on that if they want to remain open um i think you know it'll be a disaster if they are told that they are not allowed to uh continue opening obviously that would have a knock-on effect on disney as well so um People really need to start taking it more seriously. I think. I think they are now. Um, I think people are starting to take it a bit more seriously. But you just need everyone to be doing that in order for it to to start to improve. So, uh, an interesting few weeks ahead. I think.
3: Well, I would say that right now it's probably safer to be at Universal than it is your local Walmart, where you're shamed for wearing a mask. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. True. True. Is that it for news? That's it for news. Superb. Right. P-dubs. I'm going to throw it yeah. over to you, my friend.
0: Yeah. So as, as Nick said, following on from kind of our hotel reviews and also something that Nick and I have been doing on Discover DLP where we've been going, going down Main Street um, and picking out the restaurants and the, the shops. We thought we'd uh, do an overview of, of CityWalk um, for this new show. Um, there's quite a lot to go through, so we're gonna split it up over a few few episodes. So I'm starting kind of where I think most people would start with City Walk, and that's when you leave the park. I don't think a lot of people actually do anything in City Walk until they've been to the theme parks. So mm. I'm gonna start with those that first block of of City Walk as you leave the park. So the left hand side, you leave the park and, and go towards the left. So and I think it's where we spent most time in City Walk when we were there last year. So we've kind of got a a bit of a a better view on this than maybe the rest of City Walk that we can we can go into a little bit more on on other shows. But so I'm gonna start as I say on that left hand side. So we've got in this block, this is the one unique dining option you have. Not that I would kind of agree with that. I don't don't think it's a particularly great dining venue. Um, but that would be NBC Sports Grill and Brew. Um, it's the first thing you come to as you as you leave the park. Uh, we spent a good long few hours in there uh, yep. for our meet up last year, um, and I, that was my first time in there. I know you guys have been in before, um, but I'd not been in there. I thought the the range of drinks in there was particularly good. They were fairly helpful to us, fitting us all in, um, gave us a, a fair few tables and a, a quite a big area for us. so I thought the service was quite good in there um, i don 't think the the dining options were particularly great i don 't think any of us really ate in there to be honest uh,
1: you know what i 've been there twice now because me and Craig had been there on a on our last trip uh, to Universal. And we went upstairs at that point to watch some sport and have some drink. And, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think we yet then, did we, Craig?
4: I don't remember eating with you. Uh, I've definitely had some wings with Stuart, and I've definitely had a sit-down meal with the family in there. Um, I think it's a really cracking venue. Um, I definitely bunked out last summer without paying. Um so it's an even better venue for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> just just to uh just to clarify the after Dark Meet up we did pay our bar tab we're not talking about that one. We were very good that day that's a previous appearance when most of us weren't there um but yeah it's it's, it's an interesting venue um it's quite dark in there i'm not I'm not a massive fan of it being so dark. I just don't think it's very welcoming, but, um, no, like in, in terms of somewhere to go to be able to have like a a good drink, they have a huge uh, bar menu, um, you know, full of all different kinds of beers from all around the world, as well as local. Um, you know, it's got probably the best selection of, of alcohol on property.
4: Yeah. Fabulous. Me and Stuart were walking in one morning when it was still dark as you were putting the big giant letters up with a big massive crane, when it was getting ready to open, so I've got nice memories of that place. I really recommend it. I think is it Swamp Juice, which was yeah, you had Swamp Juice, yeah, which was ten or twelve percent, something like that. Rocket fuel. We had some kind of blueberry cider, didn't we, Nick?
1: I had a cherry cider.
0: Yeah, I think I had a blueberry one.
1: Yeah, was that was good. good. Yeah, uh, yeah. can't worry about the drinks.
0: No, definitely not. Anybody else got anything on NBC?
3: I've never been there. I've, I've always assumed it to be a um, sports bar, which I'm not too fond of, but I, I've heard you guys talk about it in the past in, in a positive way, so I think um, next time I'm over there, um, I'll definitely check it out. I think there's so many great locations in... In City Walk, um, this is just one that's kind of missed me by each time I'm over there. So, yeah, sounds good. I, I'll definitely want to check it out at least for a drink. It definitely is a sports bar, but it's not rammed down your throat. Yeah.
4: That's good. You're yeah. more likely
0: yeah. to see sports if you were standing outside, right? Than
1: okay. You
4: are inside. That's good. I mean,
1: we. I uh, think we saw. Some football, didn't we, Craig? Because yeah. we went in there. Then we went in yeah, there.
4: I think Liverpool were playing, and we we caught the last ten minutes of the match.
1: Yeah, so. I think because of the time difference, I think it was like a, a three o'clock kick. No, probably, must have been like a twelve o'clock off. Yeah, I think we was in there about four o'clock in the afternoon. So just caught the end of that. But yeah, I mean, as as you say, it's not rammed down your throat. You can watch the TV if you want to, but otherwise, you can just sit and have a nice drink. It's all good.
0: Nope. Yesterday, and we might have
2: lost him I think he's gone to get another gym.
4: Obviously, that's <laughs> so next to his bedtime.
2: So, no, my internet. <laughs> did you? Did you ask me a question there? My internet's a bit dodgy. Sorry, I dropped out <laughs> for a minute.
1: They just asked if you had any opinions about the NBC Sports Bar and Grill.
2: Yeah, so I only, only missed like thirty seconds, but um yeah, I thought it was a good bar. We, we I've only been in there for the meetup, and we had a good time. Drinks were good. I think the menu looked pretty good, but we ended up not eating there. We ended up going to Mythos, I think, uh, with Amanda and some of the other guys. But, uh, yeah, I'd go back there again. It's a good place for a drink.
0: All got good opinions of NBC there. Mm -hmm. So the next one is another place we spent quite a bit of time in. (laughs) Um, This is a, a quick service dining option if you can call it that. Uh, And that is voodoo donuts. So
1: here's what I'll say about voodoo donuts, right? I think the price of them is actually pretty reasonable. It's it's
4: phenomenal.
1: Considering where it is and and everything like that, I I don't think the donuts are too badly priced. They're a good size. They're not too small. They're not too big either. They're, They're a nice size. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, menu choices as well, lots of different donuts you can have. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a donut. I didn't eat it thinking, "My God, this donut has rocked my world." I ate it thinking, "This is a good donut," and that's that's about it. I think it's it's very overhyped for what it is. Um, but as as somewhere to, I'd like to say somewhere to go for saying quick to eat, but that's not actually true because normally you do have to wait quite a while to get served in there. Um, Unless
0: you go on the way to early a- entry. Yes. Like we did. And we were the only ones in
1: there. <laughs> even then, it, it, like we still, it simply took about 10 minutes to get a donut, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, you know, as it's, it's, you know, pretty cheap, good selection of donuts. They just not, uh, amazing donuts. They're just good donuts. That's all I can say about it.
3: I would, uh I would disagree. I would. I think they are incredible donuts. I, I really enjoy it. And, it, and Voodoo Donuts makes the uh, is one third of my triple threat to almost killing myself <laughs> before I even get into the parks. um It starts at Starbucks with a pumpkin spice latte. It's, <laughs> then I hit Voodoo for, a, a for at least one donut. And then um, I finish on a toothsome milkshake. Oh. <laughs> what the so. fuck? Are you... <laughs> hey, I'm on holiday, all right?
4: Just, you're just like that, stabbing yourself? Or... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <But> like, <laughs> I mean, half a cartridge of insulin is gone. I,
1: actually, oh wasn't there one day when P-Dubs, you had two voodoo donuts for, for breakfast?
0: No, I, I bought that pack of cinnamon buns oh, god, in god, I yeah. ate about three of them and then we stopped at Voodoo <laughs> on the <food> way <laughs> <laughs> I and I inhaled thinking... it before I'd even got in the park
1: yeah all I remember was thinking how the fuck have you just done that <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I love Voodoo I love the theme donuts as well particularly last year on Halloween Horror Nights they had um, some good Stranger Things ones I think it's a great great place and I think Craig you said great price I agree but when I first went in there I was like here we go it's going to be about $10 a donut and was really pleasantly surprised by the cost. I think the staff were really friendly. I like the merchandise in there. Um, yeah, yeah I, th- I think it's fantastic. I really like it.
1: Does anyone Has anyone ever had, I know it's not a voodoo donut, but has anyone ever actually bought that Homer Simpson donut, that ridiculous-sized yes. donut in the past? Yeah. yeah. I, think,
2: you I think we have. It's good. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's good. I've never met a donut I don't like. You know what I mean?
1: But, <laughs> oh, but I've met a few donuts is.
2: I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Not edible ones, though. No. Yeah, but but the yeah the the Simpson donut is uh, is really good. There's Nice donuts?
3: It's surprising. Not in the
2: league of voodoo.
3: No, it's it's surprising because it it doesn't look like it's it it looks like it's been in that box for a few days, but it hasn't. It is fresh and it does taste pretty good. Fair enough. Anyone
1: else want to chuck in uh, a very yeah. done-up comment?
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean we, we, go ahead. You go so next. Okay. Um, so the last time we went in September was the first time we'd been. Heather, I think, had been before and said it was really good. And we tried to get a donut and early in the morning we were going to get a couple of donuts, take them into the park for breakfast, and it was just a huge queue. But then um, we. The high grid ride, the one time we did get to to ride it, it had gone down and it had come back up again. And we managed to get in the queue and there was only like a, an hour's wait, which was which was good. And so we sent, well, me back to Voodoo Donuts and I got a box of three donuts. Heather went to Starbucks and got three iced drinks and Kerry kept the place in the queue. And we managed to get back in the queue with the Voodoo Donuts uh, and the Starbucks. And it just passed the time. But the, the donuts, I thought, were were amazing. And we had, the donuts that we had, two of them were the uh, Stranger Things or the Halloween Horror Night special ones, I think. One was like a vampire one and the other one had the little string of lights from Stranger Things. And yeah, I don't the, what the f- Yeah, and I don't remember what the third one was, but all three of them were awesome. But like I say, I've never met a donut I don't like, but I did think they were really good. I'm on I'm on Ryan's side of the fence. Um, however, up in London, I don't know if anybody's tried donut time up in London. That's as good, I would say. Um, so top tip for anybody coming to London: donut I've, time.
1: Yeah, I've not, I've not had a donut time donut. Um, even though I know that a lot of their donuts are like vegetarian and vegan friendly and stuff. Not that, I don't yeah. bother me with donut. Um, but those donuts are like about five or six quid a pop.
2: They are pretty expensive. The cheaper yeah. the more you buy. So we bought like, I can't remember, it was four or six. Two hundred. And you quid. get like a loyalty card as well. I think it was like 10 quid for four or... Okay.
1: Or yeah, it's about Krispy Kreme prices then.
2: Yeah, yeah.
4: For for me, Voodoo Donuts is too small. The shop could be double in size.
1: Oh, I thought you meant the donuts. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, And it, it's like the they give you apple level customer service as, but as Nick says, it is only a donut. They're bloody brilliant donuts. They're the most delicious donuts you'll ever taste, but it's still only a donut. So I just want to pick me donut and I just want to go into the parks, please. But the, there's a whole process. There's a whole bit of theatrics when you're ordering your donut. Um, And then when you want a coffee, that's a whole new level of customer service on top of that. That's
0: a a different bit, isn't it? It's
4: it's a different bit. And it's what do you want your coffee? How do you want it? Do you want it this? Do you want it that? Do you want it the other? But it's phenomenal. Um, I don't think it had mobile ordering when we were there. I know it's definitely got it now because of COVID. So that's a plus. You could be walking out of your hotel and putting your order in, and that will revolutionise Voodoo Donuts.
2: They should have a, a donut ATM, like the place in oh, Disney Springs, yeah. the cupcake I mean, place in Disney Springs.
4: That'd be phenomenal, ah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Big strip. That's what it will do. Yeah.
0: yeah. As I said, I I inhaled my donut when we <laughs> when we left. I didn't didn't even touch the side, so I had the orange cool
4: one. It was like it was like having pot for you because all you did was keep giggling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's because I was bouncing off the walls.
0: Yeah, my,
1: mate. I, I mean, you, as I said, you didn't see the cinnamon rolls that he already consumed before he left. I, I mean, they, I, were, they were.
0: Craig was with us when I bought them.
1: Yeah, we didn't see you eat them. <laughs> but I mean, even I was. The thing oh, is, oh, and pop
0: tarts as well. I'd forgotten that.
1: Oh God, yeah. Um, the thing is, y- y- when you was eating the, the stuff in the room it was, like, normal. Like, yeah. I didn't notice anything. But that donut disappeared. Like, I, don't, I, I didn't even see you start to eat it. I didn't even get to the gate. No. I think I was on about bike two, and I was like, where the fuck is the donut <laughs> gone?
0: <laughs> I was <laughs> already just playing disappeared. This, already sticking the uh, the stick thing in the bin
4: <laughs> as you get to the other side of the bridge. Yeah, because I think... Oh, I did think, you have the popsicle one? Yeah. yeah. That, that was a nice donut.
1: I, I think I had, if I remember rightly, I think I had the voodoo. Man, yeah, that was That's a nice donut as well. The, the, the jam in it, wasn't it, or the jelly? Yeah,
4: yeah. yeah. I had in in the um, August when I went with the family. It's on it's on YouTube somewhere. um I had the maple bacon one. That was a nice donut. And then I bought a box of like fifteen donuts for the family to take to beach club with us, and nobody wanted their donut. So basically, for a week, I at stale do donuts for breakfast every day, amazing. even the beach club. It's amazing what you can do.
1: I uh, yeah, I mean, it, obviously now and and when we were there, um, I wouldn't touch a bacon donut. And even if I wasn't, even if it was when we last, you know, when we last went together, Craig and I was eating meat. I still wouldn't have touched that. I just, candied bacon, just, uh, just eat the meat it just baffles me absolutely baffles me but yeah i mean i think you've got to go to voodoo
3: yeah anything with fruit loops on gets gets a vote from me so (laughs) bloody cereal
0: right right, so moving on and this is somewhere that i don't think i would ever go um again it's quick service and it's mince's frozen yogurt or yogurt fantastic
4: fantastic
1: Um, I've, I've never had it, but I do, I have a very weird story with yogurt because for the first 25 years of my life, I was allergic to yogurt. So I'd had it a few times. That's how I knew I was allergic to it. I'd had it a few times or it'd been in things I'd eaten and I'd had a reaction to it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got to an age where I had got over the allergy so I could then consume as much yogurt as I liked. I don't like yogurt, but I do like frozen yogurt. So I, I've never been in there, so I can't vouch for how good it is. But yeah, I, I like frozen yogurt, I'd give it a go. What's the um what's the place that they have <sighs> there's a there's a chain, isn't there? There's a famous chain of frozen yogurt in America. And they expand to the UK. God, what was it called?
2: Not Culver's, no. No frozen no. yogurt. But I think that's more the Midwest.
1: I don't think that's national. No, what was uh, it? Uh, they do loads of toppings. That was the big. That was the big thing about it. Was I'm um, oh, not Snog. That's a that's a British one. Uh, Pinkberry. God, that's what it's called, Pinkberry. So um, Pinkberry is an American chain. Uh, they opened up a few franchises in the UK. They didn't last particularly long and then they downsized a little bit. So there's still a couple of concession stands in certain London uh, shopping centres and stuff like that when they're open. Um, but that stuff was good. You could get different flavours of Froyo and then you could pay to have as many toppings as you wanted on as well. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of frozen yogurt. I've got to be honest. Um, I think it's quite good.
2: That yogurt place does free samples, doesn't it? If anybody's been in there, so uh, you can literally we, we must have eaten like I don't know half a pint of frozen yogurt before we finally <laughs> picked it. What we did actually, if we felt guilty, so we did actually buy a yogurt as well. Just well, the one we already tried about 15 different flavors at that point.
1: I don't understand it's, that business model, that it's, it's a very American thing in ice cream places oh can I try a sample of that can I try a sample of that I just don't think it's a good business model but there you go Um, but yeah it's it's somewhere I've ignored but I'd certainly give it a visit next time I go P-Dubs
2: yeah it's good but it's hard to go there when there's another place around the corner that you're probably not going to get to tonight Uh, P-Dubs
0: probably not no no
2: I'll
0: be on the next one
2: yeah Go give us one more.
0: Uh, so on that side, there's there's two more on that side of, of this, this little block. So one of Craig's favourites is next, um, somewhere that he spent quite a bit of time while we were there. Uh, again, quick service. So we've got breadbox, handcrafted sandwiches.
4: Fantastic.
1: Hey, you do love a breadbox, don't you, Craig?
4: Yeah. One of the happiest memories... Um, of our August holiday, which was a fabulous holiday for 17 people, but it was suffocating. And this one day, I took my wife up to Breadbox, and just us two had a sandwich. And I had the tuna sandwich. I can't remember what she had, but... And I had a beer with it, and it it just was lovely. The girl in there was phenomenal. We had a proper laugh. It was one of them places where you give your name in, and I give me name in, and then I said, "Oh, I should have said Batman," and she went, "Okay, then you say you can say Batman." So she put Batman on it for me, and then someone shouted out Batman, and I I was able to go, "I'm Batman," and it was lovely. Proper nice, proper nice. Grand. I tried the same thing in Disney. And um, that is not one of our properties. You're not allowed to use Batman. I went, all right, then I'm Iron Man. That, you, that's copyrighted material. You're not allowed to use Iron Man. Oh, fuck off then. That's, <laughs> that's the difference. Universal are smashing it. Disney are up their own ass.
1: Yeah. I think, did you eat there twice when we were there the, that weekend or just the once? I know you had a walk with me one day, didn't you? Yes,
0: um, I think I you uh, ate in there the day that we, me and
4: Nick, went to get a whopper as well. I think, right? Yeah, okay, yeah, twice then. So I love it, yeah, it's not expensive and it does taste tots <coughs> and what's not to love,
0: yeah,
1: cool. Do you want to leave the rest of the eateries till next time, P-Dubs?
0: We've got one more on that side and I don't Don't think there's going to be much to talk about. Um, Fusion Bistro Sushi and sake, Sake Bar. Sake Bar. Right. You know what? I mean,
1: this has been there. The first time I went to Universal was 2007. So it's been there since at least then. I've never seen it busy. The sign puts me off. I've never tried to go in there, even though I do like sushi. But I've just never had the urge to even attempt to go there, if I'm honest.
4: Shall we do our meet up there next time we go?
1: Uh, no. Oh, well, actually, yeah, we could do because it'd be quiet. It be quiet, and who doesn't love a glass of sake? I do. Saki's good. No, fair enough. We'll leave it there. But uh thank you for that. It's it's good to uh to be reminded about City Walk and because there's there's quite a few places really, if I think about it, that I've not actually uh yeah. actually tried.
0: I think this could be going for about six months. <laughs> Fair enough. Um right, I think
1: we'll wrap that episode this episode up. The first that universal podcast um so thank you very much gents for joining me thank you dear listener for listening um we are going to at least for the foreseeable future carry on with this being a monthly podcast that may change it all depends on uh consumer demand and what people tell us um and also i suppose really because well what happens with uh covid <laughs> because who knows we might have lots of stuff to talk about might not have might but all be uh,
4: dead next year
1: well fingers crossed that's not the case um but we will see you in july with another episode Crisp this podcast is part of the after dark podcast network